Hi, I am Tingen, and this is the Parents in Tech podcast. In this special collaboration series with Microsoft, I speak with Microsoft leaders on the parent-career connection, how they balance career and family goals and make it all work. Hi, Cynthia. Welcome to the Parents in Tech podcast. Very excited to have you on the show today. And to begin with, could you introduce yourself? Thank you, Chinan. Uh, very nice to be invited to this session and thank you for the opportunity to be here. So I'm Cynthia. I lead up the enterprise commercial team in Microsoft Singapore, which means, you know, I, I lead up a team of our account team taking care of our customers in the all Tomasic Link companies and telcos in Singapore. Very exciting. So let's go into a bit of you as a parent. Let's start with your childhood. Tell us a bit about your childhood and how that has shaped your parenting style. Sure. Well, I was uh, born in a big family, a family of eight children. Uh, I'm, I'm the wow. youngest in the family. So, so you know, over we have two boys and six girls, six girls. And my father passed away when 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 I was pretty young. I think about. 10 over, 10 over years, um, and he passed away at a very young age of 50 plus. And, and I, I'm born to a family where my mom has to be the one that to raise all of us up by herself. And I, I grew up seeing her being very resourceful, take on, take on home-based uh, jobs, babysitting, sewing job or whatever. And we all, as young kids, you know, help to chime in, to do whatever that's required to, to kind of help to support the whole family. So since young, I was pretty, pretty, pretty independent, you know, given what I see, you know, and at a young age and, and, you know, see the resourcefulness of my mom, you know, being able to kind of um, support and look at, take care of the whole family by herself. So, yeah, that kind of shaped my, my, my childhood and also my, my character, you know, being very independent and very strong, I think, in terms of dealing with tough situ- situations. Yeah. Yeah, that resilience is definitely something that came up from the childhood. And how has that shaped the parenting style? I think given the, the background I have, I always think that, hey, you know, giving a good foundation to my family, my kids, is really, really key. You know, enabling them, having a good foundation, enabling them to then flourish from there, to be able to think independently, to act different independently, and also to make decisions based on, you know, the, the, the choice available. And then being responsible and accountable for that. So I think uh, really enabling them to make decisions and take accountability for what they do and decide on. Yeah. Yeah. Responsibility, accountability. I think those are things that are so important. Maybe can you give an example of how that came up in your interactions with your children, right? At the time when you educated, you kind of brought them up to be responsible, to be accountable. We'd love to hear a story or two around that. Sure. Okay, so I, I think in the course of, you know, uh, uh, in, in the education, all right, mm. being able to make a choice of what they are going to, which school they're going to go into, which JC, which university, which courses, you know, that they, which path, you know, that they want to take on is, is certainly a very important decision that they have to, you know, that we help as parents to help them make that decision. Yes. All right. Giving them the, helping them to understand, providing them or enabling to, to search and think about what, what, what is available 
and therefore enabling them to make their own decisions because ultimately they are the ones who's going through the journey hmm. and we don't want to be blamed for for whatever decisions that we make on their behalf so i think yeah. really enabling them to think enabling them to make their own decision hmm. is really really key so that they can be i guess accountable and should should a wrong decision be made they can then take another course of actions based on their own decision yeah Yeah, it's something that they truly have to own because it's also their their future. Yeah. yeah, very interesting. And of course, right, being a mom, Cynthia, it's challenging. So maybe share what do the challenges look like. Well, I have uh, three kids actually, and okay. uh, one boy and two girls. And mm. I have been a single mom since my eldest boy is six years old. All right. Right. In addition, he was uh, diagnosed with uh, dyslexia at a very, very young age. Uh, we, we we discovered, right? Uh, and he was super hypo as a very young boy. All right, mm. uh, and he's my first child, right? Yeah. So so it was very very difficult for for us, you know, at the time as a family to kind of you know think about how to support him, and we 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 then decide to delay his you know primary one, and then you know for mm. us to also seek for solutions. As to how to cope with it, with this discovery, and what does it mean? How do we find help? Yeah. Be it um, solutions like speech or music therapy, or just you know finding dyslexic class, registering that you know it is is quite ta- you know quite quite a, a a lot of time required. So I think yeah yeah I think that that is some of my initial challenges um, when when the kids were much younger yeah. Makes sense, and I want to go a bit deeper, right, Cynthia, to to perhaps if you can recall back about the time, uh, the emotional journey that you go through. I think there's two levels of it, right? One, it's like you said, all the the activities, the things you need to get done, um, arrange therapy, arrange for classes. But I think a bigger part that perhaps that's not talked about so much is how do you manage your emotions at a point of discovering the mild dyslexia to just the whole you know challenging process of being a working mom plus figuring all of this out. Okay, I I must admit, uh, it is really um shocking, mm. daunting. So it is, and and then, uh, the 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 initial uh surprise and shock, you know, that's something that immediately, then I we have to move towards. Hey, how how do we cope with this? How do we help the child to cope with this? And and and, you know, thinking of the various solutioning, you know, what what does it mean? You know, it it, it really it really it was um a, a very tough decision as to you know. You know what about my two other kids? Would they also have this situation? And what help can we provide for them? I think that the struggle. I think not just the initial, but I think throughout that journey in the initial few years, I would say, because you were trying different ways, right? And and you were looking for different solutions, and you're discovering along the way. All right. So a decision whether you should drop his, you know, Chinese during his primary school days. Again, it was something that you know painfully when you go through that journey of primary one, going through you know if you understand the dyslexic part of it is really about the language uh, learning difficulty uh, and Chinese is a, a big big challenge. So you have to make a decision: Do you want your child to learn Chinese? Do you want your child perhaps if we drop Chinese and focus on other areas? That decision making you know that is going to impact for the rest of his life. As his parent, it's a it's a decision that a uh, tough decision you have to weigh and balance, and there's no right or wrong. It's just a decision based on what you have tried. And I I and I think I recall a time when I was teaching him, 
things here, you know, spelling Chinese. Yes. It was so painful and I cried and I cried just teaching wow. him Chinese. Uh, he cried and I cried too. I was like, wow, it's so difficult to to just, you know, learn 10 words every week and to cope with that. Yeah. Hmm. You know, that that's really a story of courage and resilience. And thank you so much for being so honest and candid about this, Cynthia. You know, for, for other parents that might be hearing this, they might be going through this, they might go through this in future. What are maybe one or two things that you would you would say to them? Yeah, I I think now uh, I think speak to people who have gone through that and you know, go through obviously all the the psychologies, you know, the to go through and understand where exactly is the issue. With that clarity, then you are able to uh, make a different decisions or seek different helps, whether is it more speech therapy going after or whether more checks to be done so that you can kind of understand where is the real situation and prioritize them so that you can then tackle it one step at a time. Yep. Don't think at the beginning, but I think when you understand the situation clearly, then you take steps to solve one thing at a time. And then everything will then fall into place. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And of course, Cynthia, balancing being uh, a mom of three kids and also, of course, building a career in tech is, is not easy. It is challenging. So what does productivity look like for you? Okay. I think in my course of career and, you know, kids, kids since young and until now, I think especially in Microsoft, which I really, really appreciate the environment, um, the culture um, uh, that enable us, the hybrid environment that enable us to not expect, you know, people to just turn up at office every day, nine to five. All right. We, we, we support an environment that enables you to perform at your best at your own time that you can manage around your family, around the work and the technology. And of course, en enable us to stay connected with our colleagues, you know, with our customers and at the same time, taking care of your family needs, all right? So, and multiple, you know, in, in this environment, you know, given there is a very clear KPI, very performance-driven, we are a very performance-driven company, but very clear, very good clarity in terms of your performance indicators, um, you know, having important um, and clear dashboards to help you make decisions and track as to where you are, and a, you know, performance management system where managers are, you know, are, are very learned to coach, to care and to support, you know, the needs of our employees and very clear uh, monthly connects that we have, we are able to, to set up with our team, enable us to bring our very best to work every day and be wherever you are, you know. So, so I think that's the environment in Microsoft with the culture as well as the environment and the tech and the people to support the work that we can do and bring our very best to work every day. Yeah. Definitely. And I think, of course, hybrid remote working seems a lot more normal given COVID that happened a couple of years back. But even before COVID, when I would say in-person was the norm, remote working was still, at least broadly in, in, in the general industries, not quite a thing. Like, tell me a bit more how it looked like for you. Was there ever challenges around that or was it already an, an environment that supported hybrid work? I think COVID accelerated. In fact, all of us will lock out our office. You know, um, the, the, the only challenge is like, hey, you know, you don't get to come back to meet with your team um, during that time. You have to make an extra effort to check in with your staff. I think that that 
you know, and also physical well-being, being not associated with people. And we are human beings are, are, are natural, you know, um, we, 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 psychologically, we like to be associated with people, uh, to meet with people, to speak, you know, face to face. When COVID came, obviously, it, it locks all of us down totally. But it was great, you know, to have the technology to enable us to still, you know, I kind of monitor and track, you know, the the well-being, you know, through our technology, like Viva, looking at how people are actually, are they overworked? And if they overwork or where there are over too many meetings, you know, that, that we are able to set out specific times, you know, automatically prompt our people to set aside time to focus on their own well-being, to focus to on their own family. So so even if you don't, you know, set aside time, the the technology enable us to do that so that we don't overwork. In fact, the, the, the Viva itself enable us to see how our people are collaborating, you know, when we work off office, how people are even spending more time than usual, even into late hours. It's almost like, you know, there is blur between work and personal life is like always on all the time. So we, we the technology basically, Viva, enable us to kind of mentally check in, make sure you set aside time for yourself and so that we can continue to support the well-being of our employees. Absolutely. It's so nice that you you guys even have the tools to kind of build it. And I think now I believe it's also available for your clients. So to be able to use those tools, build those tools and uh, really create an environment that's supportive and collaborative, that's really interesting. Maybe kind of building on that topic, right, Cynthia, tech changes very fast. I understand that you've been with Microsoft for more than a decade. And what that means is that you always have to keep yourself updated, keep yourself up to speed. Perhaps that's, you know, going to events, learning, reading, that comes on top of your existing workload, right? Mm. And then, of course, you are a parent on top of all of that. So let's talk a bit about how you manage keeping yourself current, keeping yourself up to date in such a fast-moving industry, while at the same time balancing your commitments as a parent. Right. So I think, first of all, I think subscribing to various, um, you know, newsletter in the area of interest, be it, you know, the latest tech, be it in the various industries that we are responsible for, that is that is key, right? It, 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 the information will start coming in, you know, because you subscribe to it. The other key area is, you know, in Microsoft, we enable learning at any point, any time, all right? Uh, be it on your desktop that you can, you know, have all the mandatory learning. We have mandatory learning that you have to fulfill every month and for the whole year. And also additional recommended training that we enable our staff to do it anytime, at any point in their life, all right, in the whole year. In addition to that, we can make it then mobile, you know. So if you are, you know, waiting for your kids to finish their tuition and you're picking them up, and in between, you have time, you can then complete a course and on your mobile at any, wherever you are. So I think that really helps help us. And also the, the trending, the latest technology, our colleagues in any part of the world, whatever they are learning is also being kind of showcased to you. And, you know, it kind of prompts you to also learn about things that you may not have planned for. But, you know, but if it's trending, you know, what? why, why are those trending and you kind of, prompt you to find out more and to learn more as well. In addition to that, I think in Microsoft, we also set up a Friday, you know, uh, once a month, every Friday for our staff to just focus on learning. 
and, and a set of obviously a curated set of learning every month that we will share and encourage our staff to kind of all learn at their own time anywhere outside your office. It could be on a on a beach, uh, on a holiday, anywhere you like. So I think that's that's the kind of environment that we empower our employees to learn at their own pace, at their own time, in in anywhere, in, in, in any device that they are comfortable with as well. Got it, got it. And it's so nice to have that kind of nurturing, collaborative environment that really invests in the people um, and really support you to, to kind of achieve that. I guess that's also kind of one of the reasons why um, you have stayed at Microsoft for, for, for this long, right? Yeah. So so I'm sure in, in your role, you also act as a mentor, whether formally or informally, to parents at Microsoft. I'm curious, what are some of the challenges that you observe that they face and also the advice that you give to counsel them around, uh, around what you see in your team or even being Beyond. Right. I think very often we get consumed by work. And when we get consumed by work, we forgot to take time off. And there is never a good time to take time off. So I always, um, you know, remind our people that you need to set aside time to take care of yourself. All right. To set aside time for your own holiday, for your family, for yourself, just to keep be, be, you know, be, to keep your sanity. So that's one thing. All right. And the other thing is also... You know, being at work, you work so hard. You spend all your most of your hours, <laughs> waking hours, in 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 you know in 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 the course of your work. Always think about also how you know you want to make sure your hard work, your earnings, it's also you know making it work for you. You know by trusting or, or working with external party who are expert in this area. Be it, you know if you're comfortable with stock who are experts in that area or you are making investment in housing. You know, so everybody has their own choice. So as much as you are coping internally, you want to make sure that you are also financially taken care of, you know. So so you need to make money work for you for, for your hard work. I think that's that's you know that's the kind of you know mental and financial journey that that I kind of remind our people that you have to kind of think along that and surround yourself with experts yep. beyond you because you are expert in whatever you are doing best. But um, you know you need to look have you need to be surrounded by experts who you, they can help you in that journey as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. And of course, Cynthia, being a, a, a mom, a woman in tech, I'm sure you have seen your fair share of stereotypes and status quos about you know what, what the role of women in tech, moms in tech should be. What's well, perhaps one that you have observed and of course you, you reject or you disagree with? All right. I remember a stint where I was posted to Vietnam and I clearly remember when I was uh, in a customer meeting, first time meeting the CXO and he commented that, hey, I hardly see, in fact, this is my first time seeing a woman taking a senior leadership position in Microsoft Vietnam. All right. So that, um, I, I kind of take it as a, you know, a challenge or a compliment. All right. Good. You haven't seen, you know, so I think how can we work together. I'm not sure what you have experienced in the past, but how can we then work together with my team of people, understand your challenges and make a difference for you and impact for your organization? Although it is a straightaway kind of, hey, you know, you know, why is a woman doing that, taking a leadership? You know, are you sure you can do that the kind of mentality? Um, what kind of, uh, I actually 
not so reject not not that I reject it, but I I kind of take it as a challenge. I say, ha, huh, you have not seen it. Um, not sure, you know, but but you know, I know the value. I strongly believe I can make a difference for you if we can work together, and our company can help you you know, drive that transformation to where you can be. So I think, you know, giving that opportunity and sharing that value proposition with the, with the person who, who actually made that kind of remark and making an a, a impact and a change, I think would, would kind of uh, be an achievement, you know, to prove to the person who made that remark and to prove to yourself and the team, you know, it really doesn't matter whether what agenda you are, you are here to help your customer, you you provide a value that value proposition, and to drive an impact outcome for them, with them. So I think you know reject some of those notions. Um, I kind of shun that away, but but really making an impact, you know, aligning to what it, what what is most important for them, and and focus on that, you know, is, is how how I would think about it. That's really awesome. And, and I like it, right? Like it doesn't matter what, what gender you are, like you're there to deliver value. You're, you're, deliver to, you're there to get the job done. And so it really, those things shouldn't matter. And I'm glad how that really turned into, into fuel, into inspiration for you. Uh, and not only that, right? You spread that among with your team, with your colleagues. So really, really um, admirable for that. This has been a really insightful conversation, Cynthia. To kind of wrap up our time today, what is perhaps one lesson you have learned as a parent in tech? Well, I I think you really have to learn how to compartmentalize, you know, your role at home and your role at work, all right? Mm. And focus in whatever you're doing at that point in time. If you are with your kids, you know, you try to focus, you know, of, or, you know, not checking your emails on your mobile and really focus on them and spend the time with them. And when you're at work, you totally, you know, focus yourself. But And, and also, I think surround yourself with experts, you know. Uh, as a mom, you know, you can't be, you know, as a woman and you know, as a mom, we, we try to be good at everything, but it's impossible. So don't try to be everything everywhere and focus on what you're good at and uh, don't be afraid to ask for help and support. I really like that, especially the last part. Don't be afraid to ask for help, right? There's, it's everyone has gone through very similar experiences, and of course, while each of our challenges are unique, I think there's really uh, no shame around that, and and we can do a lot more to support each other. Well, thank you so much for taking this time to share with us, Cynthia. I really appreciate your candid sharing, and yeah, really excited to for our audience to hear this episode. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks, Anand. Thanks for listening to the Parents in Tech podcast with me, your host, Tsingen. We hope you were inspired on how to raise kids and build companies. To catch up on earlier episodes or stay updated with upcoming ones, head over to www.parents.fm to join our community of parents in tech. There, you can also drop me a question, idea, feedback, or suggestion. Once again, the website is www.parents.fm. That's all for this episode, folks. See you next time.